Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. So what is happiness and why is it important? Thank you for joining us for another episode of Beyond Your Best Plan. I'm Whitney Wiley, and today I have with me Kathleen, Claudette, and Catherine, and we're going to be talking about happiness. We're going to be talking about raising your happiness quotient, whatever that means, right? Mm. So let's start there. When we think about happiness, I think... Some of us are thinking we're supposed to be giddy and excited and filled with pleasure all the time. But I think it's more than that. And I think actually, well, actually, I don't think I know the definition suggests that it is about our overall sense of satisfaction and contentment in your life. And that means it doesn't have to be every single moment. But it's this general sense that you have. And so today we're going to be exploring what happiness means to each of us, how we get it, how we maintain it, and probably most importantly, how we can spread it, right? How can we share the happiness that we have, the energy that comes from the happiness that is within us? How can we spread that? Knowing we can't make other people happy. Right. We're not in control of that. We can't make them happy, but we can spread the joy, love, energy and wisdom. Even I think that helps other people to find that in their lives as well. So, ladies, let's talk happiness. I'm so happy that you (laughs) said the sharing part. I'm so that makes me happy. Because I do believe the sharing and the giving and blessing other people is a key to our own happiness. So it, you know, because we we do have the ability in just in that moment to affect joy by sharing blessings or giving to others. And I think that kind of bounce it bounces back to us. So that in writing a little bit of a list of things that I found that have contributed to my happiness living my happiness lifestyle and part of that is giving and serving and being a light for other people so that was beautiful Whitney thank you (laughs) so what are the things when you think of happiness in general what are you each thinking I actually think about happiness for me is like, when you talk about happiness, like what is happiness? Is it constant joy or avoiding your not so good feelings, as we like to say, you know, like 
happiness doesn't mean that you'll always have to be smiling. You'll always have to be on the up and up. How do you want to say it? Like on the, um, oh yeah, everything's great. And just avoiding the true powers. Yeah. The true happiness. What's that? The fake fake happiness. Yeah. You know, like saying that everything's fine. Everything's good, which is, you know, is all a crock of shit. You know, let's just put it, let's put it out there that happiness is not always the case. And we really have control over how much We want to continue to, you know, shove down what the true feelings are and not really, you know, own up to it. Because for me, you can't be in happiness. For me, this is just, you know, from my perspective, I can't be in happiness and joy and and connection if I don't allow myself grace of feeling the unhappy feelings, you know, and I mean, we were just talking about this just just before we got on the call. I it was or on the um, episode was that you know I had an experience this weekend where I was avoiding some of those not so good feelings, and I was like, "Oh, be the higher person, be the better person, allow that to go, just send her love and light." And I'm like, "Yeah, whatever, <laughs> just like whatever, stop pretending." that you feel good about this right now. You feel good about this situation. And the second, you know, that I'll go a little deeper, like my back got so bad that I couldn't even walk. Like it was so painful, my lower back. And I realized instantly, because I'm in tune with how my body feels and how it's talking to me. And it's like, oh yeah. So I'm placing judgment on myself for judging someone else. And so what's happening here? So I allowed myself to feel through those feelings. And as soon as I did, I quickly recognized that this was all about me and that I was avoiding how I was feeling. I was judging my own thoughts. And once I really accepted it for what it was, I could really live in the joy and peace and connection that happiness is like for me. And what is happiness for everyone? You know, like everyone has a different feeling of what happiness is for them. So for me, it's more about connection and peace and joy and, you know, laughter sometimes. Other times it's quietness, you know, what is happiness? It doesn't have to be like jumping up and down and singing to what is the Pharrell song there again? I'm so happy, you know, like. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's just happy. Happy. Yeah. That right before we jumped on the show. Yeah. I mean, so. And I think, you know, happiness, you can live in both places, like. I'm a genuinely a happy person in my heart and soul. There's a lot of light in me, but I can also be going through a super challenging, brutal ass time at the same time. Like I was the ending latter part of this year, you know? And one of the things I really noticed was in looking back, so I've been doing a lot of reflections. We're recording this the beginning of January here as we step into the new year. And one of the things I noticed was my language that I was using over the last couple of months. And it was always starting off with how brutal it's been and challenging. And, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, that because it like what you're saying, Kathleen, it's challenging for me to sort of be fake, like be going through a challenging time and not like say it. But our language is sort of like our guiding light of our life. And so getting to I think language is really 
important, you know, it's brutal, but I'm super blessed still. I'm brutal. I got, it's brutal, but I still got so much amazing things going on. I'm still so prosperous during this pandemic, like just shifting some of that link. I mean, even that feels better, just shifting some of the language for me and looking back over the last couple months, going through a challenging time, but was still full with lots of blessings. No, you know, I agree with that. I think it is absolutely the words that we say, the words that we use. I agree with you, Kathleen. We have to feel what we are feeling. But I don't think that your emotions in the moment necessarily impact your ability to be happy overall in your life. And and that's sort of the place that I come from that's in alignment with Catherine and sort of the way I understand scientific happiness. And I wasn't always there. I was someone who was constantly rolling with my, you know, in the moment emotions. And that was extrapolated across my whole life. And it is just not the case. If I were to make you know, jot down or someone could wire up my brain or follow me around, I would say in a state of, in what we think of as happiness, right? Kind of a good mood, pleasurable, excited, giddy, joy, bliss. I'm in that state much more than I'm in the negative side, right? (laughs) You guys are killing me. Okay, (laughs) Okay, so I'm just going to own this because you guys are, you've put this on yourself. So as you know, we are located in different areas of this country. And even those who are on the West Coast, on the East Coast are not close to each other. So we record our podcast by Zoom. And if you've been on any Zoom chats, you know that there is a chat feature. And my sisters here (laughs) are having behind the scenes conversations in the chat. They're making fun of me. We're trying to distract Whitney as she talks to see how long she can stay happy. (laughs) Because actually you're making me hilarious. So you're being hilarious. So you're making me laugh. This is Claudette, and I just told Whitney I loved her hair because I actually really was being sincere. No, you were not. Yes, I was. I thought it looked really cute. I'm being very sincere. I I was not. So now she's taking her hair down. But you know what? I did not mean to. Oh, now she looks sexy. Whitney has just come out with this wild look. I want to have my hair like yours, Claudette. And just to bring it all back real quick for our listeners, another key to happiness is to be a part of an amazing tribe, you know, like have people around you that you can just like, that just make you feel happy. You fill up with all the feels as Whitney was saying earlier with your people, with your tribe, you roll with the people that are, you know, are rolling at your high level and vibration that you can laugh with and just feel your best. That is absolutely true. So I was saying that as it's, it's not that it's so much in the moment, it is sort of a constant 
theme. And I made a choice years ago yeah. that I wanted to be a person, right? Recognizing that that did not mean that in each and every moment, each and every second, I was going to be like, Whoa, I'm so happy. But overall, I am a happy person because I choose to be, right? And as we're talking about language, we can choose the language that reinforces what it is we want to feel, how it is we want to navigate life. And so it matters. And the way I think I go about maintaining happiness in my life is focusing on the things that I'm grateful for and what I have rather than what I don't. And when we focus on what's missing, what's not there, then that tends to bring us down rather than keep us in a place that we want to be. And I think this is a Tony Robbins-ism. What's wrong is always available and so is what's right. Right. And so, you know, where focus goes, energy flows. And we get to make those decisions. And so make those decisions with the people that you surround yourself with, the work that you do, how you move your body every day with music. Before we got started, we were actually listening to Pharrell Williams' Happy. And I don't know anyone who can listen to that song and not feel good, right? And so feel, feel, this is the feel, F-I-L-L, fill your life with things that make you feel, F-E-E-L, good. Yeah, so I, I would be, I know Claudette is going to jump in here and be profound. And I, I just, I help herself. <laughs> However, no, I, I would feel... It would, it would be remiss. Uh, I would be, it would be remiss if <laughs> if I didn't. I can't even get that out. If I didn't say that happiness actually comes from within, doesn't come on yes. the outside. You know, like I have to bring this up because my son did take mm-hmm. his life, and suicide is a big uh, an issue. And especially when this when this episode comes out, it is right in the middle of the highest the peak time for suicide. And I think that you know. It would be remiss if I didn't say that appearing as if you're happy on the outside can fool everyone else. But on the inside, it's only going to continue to crush you and take hold of you if you choose not to feel through your feelings and allow someone else to assist you when you need that. You know, like if you don't feel happy, you don't feel joy, you don't feel Anything, if you feel numb, if you feel sad, if you feel anxiety, there are ways of moving through all of those feelings. And reach out to a cognitive thought therapist. Reach out to a loved one that you can trust or a friend. Trust that you are loved enough to work through the uncomfortable feelings that you might be feeling or the numbness that you have because there is a different feeling you can have. Yeah. If Logan had been able to express the feelings he had, he might physically still be here today. I don't know that he would or wouldn't, but I w- it would be remiss, remiss if I, or remiss, whatever the word is. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. We got you, girl. And I'm okay with just being good news that. that. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, you had, to, you had to deliver the message. The message has to be delivered, but... 
this this episode is not about always feeling happy. It's about allowing yourself to find what that is for you. Yes. And, um, and we, we can get caught up in the cycle of our mind and we, and we continue to sort of it like ripples or perpetuates itself. So if you're in that sort of cycle and you're having challenges, like kind of getting out, it's okay. Like you're not alone. You have loved people that love you all around you. And, you know, there is a way to sort of break out of that. Yeah, you can reach out to me. You can reach out to Claudette. Yeah. You can reach out to, I am really struggling yeah. with this language thing today. <laughs> However, you can reach out to people that you trust and even people you don't know that you feel that you're being drawn to. Just know that someone is there to assist you through some of your deepest, darkest moments. So I agree with all of this. To me, I summarize everything that we experience here on earth as a state of being. And so you can visualize that you have the happy room, like you have this house and it's, it's in, in eternity is a house with many mansions, many different states of beings. And so happiness is a state of being like in it's almost like you can even visualize yourself, close your eyes, visualize yourself walking into a house that you would want to live in. And there's different rooms in that house. And there might be a state of happiness. There's a happy room. There's a sad room. There's all these different rooms, you know. And my thing is, if you're in the sad room, don't push it down. Kathleen said there's a shit room. Okay, everybody. So I'm just giving her away because that came up on the chat. And so, you know, there's there's everything in this house. And so my thing is, I've chosen, I used to be in the sad room. I used to be in the sad room a lot. I had a tendency to desire happiness. And so I would have moments of happiness that were kind of fleeting and my bedroom was in the sad room. It's almost like that's where I dwelt most of the time. Now I dwell in the happy room, you know, and if I sense sadness, see, here's the key. Don't push it down. Don't even just try to let it pass. These things come to you because these emotions are translations of beliefs in your soul and your soul is trying to communicate with you what is in there and your soul is always wanting and desiring freedom, desiring. I don't even like the word want, it's lack, desiring freedom. And so the mistake that we make is we define ourselves on the room we're in. But if you were in a normal house, if you were just in a house, would you define yourself on a room you're in? No, I'm in the dining room, I'm in the living room. It is not who you are. So we get wrapped up and we believe we're in the hopeless, sad room. And that's who we are when that is just what your spirit is experiencing. It is not who you are by any means. Who you are is a magnificent spirit that came here to experience creation in constriction. That's such a beautiful way to put it, Claudette. Or Colette, or <laughs> or whatever, whatever your name is, or whatever we're calling you today. <laughs> no the hairdo that makes her a Claudette. <laughs> a beautiful way to think about it, you know, looking at it as a state of being, as opposed to your identity, right? Because mm. when 
walk around saying that we are anything that is transient, that's transitory, that's temporary and temporal. We hold on to that rather than recognizing it either as something that's fleeting or a habit that we're having, right? You have the habit of, you have the habit of living in your sad room rather than the habit of living in your your it really sucks in the sad room, people. And just visiting the sad room, right? It gets yeah. bigger and bigger the more you live exactly. there. Exactly. And so the more we take that on as an identity, the more difficult it will be to not be there. And well, it, see, it seems more real. It's almost like putting on, you go in the sad room and you put on the sad coat. And then you think of all the things to support the sad Right. That's what I used to do. Your identity and you have to prove that that's true. Well, anything that is false has to be repeated constantly, even to survive. So if you're having these thoughts that go through your mind over and over and over, they're not even the true your true self. They're having to come back into your presence and get your thought and your attention for you to even animate them because you are the creator. But, and it's not just your thoughts, right? You know, it's your environment. We did an episode on what are you surrounding yourself with? Not just physical stuff, but people, you know? So if there are energies in your life, which means, you know, a lot of negative people who bring you down, then it's worth exploring what attracts you to that. Is that creating more negative thoughts for you? Is that creating an unhappy feeling inside you? And and as Claudette mentioned earlier, is that you have an opportunity to see what coat do you want to put on? You know, she mentioned rooms, but it's basically what it's rooms. And then in a room, you have a closet and you have these things you can put on. My thing is we animate our life here. Our spirit animates everything. So the more we focus on it, the more it appears to be true and takes form and takes reality. Like it feels like, oh, reality is I'm in this state of sadness. I used to think that sadness and I would have never told you I was I was depressed I was just sad that's what I used to tell people I don't even know what that is but you know I was just sad you know these things had happened and I was just sad and not worthy of anything good that was my belief and you know when you're not worthy of anything good then you're going to undermine the good stuff that comes your way but happiness came to me when I realized I actually am the creator I actually can begin to unwind myself out of what I've created. What you've created can be uncreated. And so to me, that's like the cool thing now. It's like, am I perfect? Absolutely not. Thank you, Fab Five, for hanging with me, even in my imperfect times. But it's so cool when you know that within you is all the power you could ever need. It's your divine birthright. And you can ask, what do I believe? What's the truth? And you can start to seek the truth to set yourself free of anything that is not of life and expansion. And don't ignore feeling bad. I tell people, I run programs and I go, don't tell me everything's okay until it is. Because you have to first accept where you are. And there's no judgment as to where you are, because guess what? We've all been there. And so if we can really accept where we are, then we can begin to seek the truth to rise out of it. And we can leave the sad room 
and we can go I'm in the foyer you know what room do I want to go in now do I want to go up the stairs do I want to do this create your states of being and we can run through several states in a hot minute you know I've had moments of feeling like I'm namaste you know (laughs) I am like so enlightened and then someone cuts me off in traffic and I'm like screw you oh wait I gotta bless you right like so we can go through several states of being And as we practice seeking truth, it gets easier and we have less of this back and forth, but just be real with where you are and then go from there. Go, Hey, I'm in this room. This room is the, I'm afraid room. So now what do I do about that? Because I've created all of these rooms because I am the creator because it's my divinity. It's my birthright. This is how things were made. So Happiness is a good room to be in. And if you catch yourself not being there, go back to that room, but do it in honesty with yourself. Don't fake it. For me, I feel like it is very important to look at what we're doing every day, the little things that we're doing in our day-to-day life that contribute to our happiness and to feeling good, right? What are we doing to take care of our bodies? I am a big believer in when I feel strong and power physically, powerful physically, my mind follows suit. So are you eating clean, healthy foods most of the time? Are you moving your body and exercising your body every day, right? Are you getting massages? Are you getting acupuncture? Are you doing things that make you feel good and confident in your body, right? Are you feeding your minds? Are you listening to the Beyond Your Best Plan podcast? Are you reading books? Are you listening to books? YouTube is an amazing free resource with so much amazingness on there, including some of our Fab Five sisters. So, you know, feeding your mind, taking care of your bodies, meditating. Are you spending time each day to visualize what you want, Abraham Hicks talks about this. We get caught up in the what isms, what is happening right now. And I think it's important to feel the feels and move through them. Very important. But it's also important to focus on where you want to be, where you're going. Just spending 15 minutes a day visualizing that helps to, you know, I can feel when I'm meditating on that on the daily, I can feel my face just smiling. I can feel just naturally my lips move to a smile as I'm thinking about what I'm creating and what I'm manifesting. So these little daily practices add up and help contribute. When we move our bodies, when we do exercise, it creates endorphins, which is a happy chemical in our body. You know, like I feel like a whole new woman after just doing a quick 30 minute interval workout in my living room, it changes my state of being as we were just talking about. So Maybe take a look at what are your daily rituals. Getting out in nature for me is also a big one. I had a moment yesterday where I started doing earlier in the year these abundance walks. I wanted to have more of a focus of abundance in my life. Just train my brain to start thinking more abundantly. So I started doing these abundance walks earlier this year. And I did one yesterday when I got home from the last two weeks of road tripping. And what I noticed was it's winter time here in DC. We're also kind of globally in a winter season as humans with this pandemic. 
and how much more I could see in winter when I was doing my abundance walk yesterday. And it really got my mind thinking about this whole last winter season that we've been in and what we're able to see. And we were talking about embracing winter in one of our last couple of shows and just how important it is to embrace what we're going through and not like resist it because in the winter season of life, there are things that we can see that we can't see when it's all warm and fuzzy and good, right? So embracing and not resisting what's happening in our world, I think is also very important. And just a knowing that I'm learning in this challenging time. Yeah, I have to say that some people may think sleep is overrated, but sleep is important <laughs> for me. You know, yes. sleep is really that a part of your staying healthy was, is to include sleep, you know, so pick and choose what works for you. Just take two or three of some of the suggestions that we've heard today. Not only that is if you miss a day of daily practice, like this weekend, I chose intentionally not to be on social media. I didn't do a daily practice. I truly chose to be, just be. And so instead of judging yourself for missing your daily practice, let it be and start the next day or start the day that you realized you missed it. You know, like just allow it to be. I just want to add to that real quick. Like don't beat yourself up. And you know what? The daily practice, when I get up to work out, I don't want to work out. Are you kidding me? I wish I never had to work out. I know <laughs> Catherine loves to work out. She's creating a workout business. I am not. Okay. So uh, but once I get going, I'm happy about it. But it's I just, I mean, I love being active. Don't get me wrong, but this is in the morning, right? I'm tired. And, but when I choose to go to the gym, because I'm a member of a gym, I go five, four, three, two, one. It's that male, what's her name? Male lady. Yes. So that's how you can trick your mind into popping up because in that countdown, five, four, three, two, one, it's like, I got to get up. And then once I get moving, I love working out. So it's just that initial, I think many of us have that initial thing, you know, but once I get going on my five mile walk, I love being outside once I get going, but I got to do that five, four, three, two, one to do it. So I got to trick my little chi brain. I think it's important to have these little tools to work with for sure. And Kathleen, you mentioned, you know, just, not doing the daily social media ritual and you just let it go. That's the other thing about happiness is let shit go. That's just not serving you. If it's a past trauma, if it's, you know, if it's not doing your daily meditation the day before, cause you needed to rest, like it's just let it go and like just release and just allow. Yeah. I'm a, of service on social media. You know, I have private groups that I serve in there and, And it really took a lot for me to cognitively say, give myself permission to be of service to myself as well and to not do it. So I know that we're running up on time and we're getting the the eye from the sexy woman over there. Well, well, Whitney had something to say. So Whitney, girl, say it, girl. No, I was just going to say, you know, 
in addition to the things that we are, I think, frequently suggesting that help in all these different areas of our lives in terms of morning practices, evening practices, meditating, visualization, affirmations, getting rest, giving ourselves grace. It's really important when it comes to happiness to not compare, to the comparison is the thief of joy. And if you spend your time comparing to other people, or I think this is just as important, if not more so, comparing to where you think you should be or where things should be or how you think things should be, you're going to constantly find yourself in a state of unhappiness and a state of depression or sadness because you're not actually living in the moment and what is. Well, can we trust our higher self, our divine self to just handle it? Like my thing is this comparison thing, everyone will and has what is divinely theirs. There is no competition. There is no comparison. So Whitney, that's beautiful because my thing is When you compare, you're doing it based on the false self. And the false self always screws up. Okay, I'm just saying, because it's the false self. And so it's always going to fall short. Or or you might think you've done better. Like, it could go either way. You could think, I'm not where I need to be. Or, oh, my God, you know, I'm so much better than everyone else. But in comparison, the universe doesn't support that energy. So In the end, it doesn't really matter. Right. In the end, it doesn't matter. Everybody else is trying to figure out their shit. They like, so just do your stuff, you know, do where we started, which was be honest, be honest with where you are, what's going on and stop with all the other stuff. Feel what you are feeling, you know, deal with that in the state that you're in. But, you know, Breathe. <laughs> I don't want to say breathe. <laughs> yeah, and, and you may need to take a break from social media if you're trying to like handle, you know, comparison and all that because it's all around us. So it's we do need to have this like next level of consciousness about comparing or it, it's everywhere all the time. Remember yeah. that social media is only 1% if that of the illusion, the illusion that we live in. And <laughs> you're only going to see what people want you to see. So, Absolutely. So with that, I want to thank you, ladies, for this conversation, talking about happiness, what it is, and how to approach, I guess it is a good way to put it, how to approach you know, bringing more happiness into your life, how to, uh, how to just own what's going on. And then what, what did you say, Kathleen? It's not moving through it. It is. It's actually feeling through it, moving through it. It's not moving on or getting over it. It's about moving through it, experiencing it, experiencing it. Yeah. Magnificence of your spirit will heal it. Like getting the truth will heal it. So, yes. Yeah. We love that. We love that. And so, again, we are here for you, particularly Kathleen and Claudette. 
if you are going through something and you could use some professional assistance, you can reach out to them, reach out to someone in your circle, sphere of influence that can be of assistance and service to you. Decide what it is that you want your life to be and make some decisions and some choices that help to move you there. And if that means getting some help, get the help that you need to have the life and live the life that you want. So with that, we want to thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond Your Best Plan and (laughs) that we have helped you to think of some things that can help you raise your happiness quotient. So have a great rest of your day. Bye. 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 The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.